Hello, Rebels. You're listening to a free audio-only recording of my show, Rebel Roundup. Now, if you like listening to this podcast, then you would love watching it. But in order to watch, you need to be a subscriber to Rebel News Plus. That's what we call our long-format TV-style shows here on The Rebel. Subscribers get access to watching my weekly show, as well as other great TV-style shows, too. It's only $8 a month to subscribe, or you can subscribe annually and get two months free. And just for podcast listeners, you can also save an extra 10% on a new premium membership by using the coupon code PODCAST when you subscribe. Just go to rebelnewsplus.com to become a member. And please leave a five-star review on this podcast and subscribe in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Those reviews are a great way to support Rebel News without spending a dime. And now, enjoy this free audio-only version of my show. Welcome to Rebel Roundup, ladies and gentlemen, and the rest of you, in which we look back at some of the very best commentaries of the week by your favorite Rebels. I'm your host, David Menzies. Surely one of the most disgraceful events that occurred last weekend in Ottawa is what happened to my colleague, Alexa Lavoie. Alexa was shot point-blank by some trigger-happy thug wearing a law enforcement uniform, Thankfully, the projectile was a tear gas canister of some sort as opposed to a bullet. Otherwise, I fear we'd be having a different conversation today. Alexa will join me to discuss what happened to her last Saturday. Also joining me will be ace videographer Lincoln Jay, who was stationed in Ottawa for almost an entire month. I'll get Lincoln's take on the awful takedown of peaceful protesters last weekend, including the completely unnecessary use of the Toronto Police Mounted Unit, which only ended up trampling people. And letters, we get your letters, we get your letters every minute of every day. And you had plenty to say about Jim Zinger, a trucker from Medicine Hat, Alberta, who had his rig legally parked on private property, mind you, vandalized by the Antifa types, and then basically stolen by the police. Unbelievable. Those are your rebels. Now let's round them up. Oh, 
afternoon, Chief. Uh, David Menzies with Rebel News. Um, Chief, can you kindly explain how it was that my colleague to my right here, Alexa Lavoie, was shot point blank with a tear gas canister doing some very painful damage to her? What was the reason for that, given that she was simply practicing journalism in the public square? Uh, so I'm unfamiliar with the incident you're speaking of. Well, you know, I think we saw two acts of egregious behavior in those clips, folks. The first, of course, was a trigger-happy thug wearing a police uniform who decided to shoot a member of the independent press for absolutely no good reason whatsoever. Then the interim chief goes into Sergeant Schultz mode, essentially stating, I saw nothing, I know nothing. What a disgrace. Well, joining me now to discuss this shocking incident that happened last Saturday is indeed Alexa Lavoie. Bonjour, Alexa. Hello. <laughs> well, Alexa, so good to see you. Um, tell me, what we saw in that first clip was that, I presume it was some sort of a tear gas canister of some sort, hitting you right in the thigh from point-blank range. And thank God the target wasn't your head, because maybe that would have been fatal, and I'm not exaggerating. In any event, how are you doing right now, Alexa? I'm doing fine uh, right now. Um, it was pretty hard the first two days. Um, but yes, like when we think about it, if the gun was shooting my head, I would be not there to talk to you today. So I'm actually lucky in my bad luck to being shot in my legs and not in an important part of my body. Alexa, do you think that this shot at you, was it deliberate or was it accidental? I mean, certainly it was from point blank range. Um, but what is your take on what happened? My personal opinion is on the video, the person looked too much concentrated to di did it like by accident, I would say. So it looked like the person wanted to hurt me for make me stop filming. That and, is what I think. Well, that is shocking on many levels. First of all, you weren't a demonstrator. You were there as a member of the media. He knew you were a member of the media. You're wearing your press credentials. He saw the cameraman uh, uh, next to you. So, you know, it kind of spooks me in a way 
that this guy might have been given orders, oh, there's a Rebel News reporter, uh, give her the works. Kind of like what happened to me in December with uh, Trudeau's RCMP security guards that gave me the works for being on a public sidewalk hoping to ask the prime minister a question. I, so I guess that's the question, Alexa. Do you think you were deliberately targeted for who you are? I think I think I, I was targeted. Um, it's really what I think. Um, and especially, I cannot confirm it, but on my video, is it looked the appearance that there is, is a RCMP as well. So we know that RCMP are pretty close from Mr. Justin Trudeau. And we know that he don't like Ruben News, as we were able to see at the leader debate. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm pre- pretty sure that they didn't wanted me to film what is going on on the first line. They didn't want anybody to have the proof of what they were doing. And the violence that I saw was not coming from the protester. That was coming from the line of the police officer and what they did. They need to be accountable of all the violence and and the mistreat that they they did to not only me but all the people that were there. We talk about children. The children were not there for the second day, but on the first day, they I was able to see some children and and women and and elderly people. So they should they need to be accountable of all the violence that they they did. I totally agree, Alexa. And you know. I noticed from the lunatic fringe online, they're going, oh, there's another rebel news reporter instigating things with the police to cause an incident. From what I can tell, that's completely false. You were simply there observing. You weren't crossing police lines. You weren't taunting the police officer. You were just practicing journalism, weren't you, Alexa? Yes. And I don't know why, but... They, people think that we are provoking it. No, we are. We are not doing it. Yeah. Like like you when you were just waiting outside, in a public space, to ask a simple question to P- P- Prime Minister Trudeau, and you you got assault. Yeah, that was actually a free uh, <laughs> against you. That was uh, not uh, provocated from you. Well, it's a disturbing trend, to say the least. Now, what was equally disturbing, Alexa, uh, you were there at the press conference given by uh, interim police chief for the Ottawa Police Service, Steve Bell. And I have to tell you, um, I thought my jaw uh, dropped to the linoleum when he said he wasn't aware of your incident. This is getting international media attention. In fact, a half an hour before that police conference, because I was there with you, um, RT, Russian television, they were there interviewing you. Um, Do you believe that that chief uh, was not aware of your incident? And if he's being less than truthful, why is he being that way, Alexa? Oh, so you know that have been injured no people have died and oh uh, that the protester they use it gas against the police uh, the, the police but you didn't aware that a journalist was shot in the legs uh no seriously you you spend your time to tweet everything that was going that is going on on the field yeah 
You, you're not even there. So someone tell you everything that what is going on. And suddenly you, you were not aware that uh, someone had been shot by a, a tear gas gun. I'm not going to believe that. Not a word. Yeah, I'm not buying it either, Alexa. And um, it should be noted that after the press conference was concluded, the, uh, the Q&A part, the chief goes on to applaud how well the media, i.e. the mainstream media, uh, were in terms of the coverage, and then says investigations have been launched <laughs> regarding verbal abuse uh, of some of the journalists. So if you hurt Evan Solomon's feelings over at CTV with some slurs or whatnot, you, oh, that's uh, a, a crime against uh, the state. But if you're Alexa Lavoie of Rebel News and you get a canister shot right in your thigh, uh, nothing to see here, folks. Move along. Can you explain this double standard of policing when it comes to, I guess, a thought crime versus a real crime? I, have you seen? Uh, oh, it was funny. Is like you mentioned me. I was next to you. He didn't take the time. Oh, sorry, sorry. I wasn't aware. I'm so sorry of, of, of what happened to you. He didn't apologize. He didn't. He didn't even look at me. But at the end, he took the time to say, "Oh, thanks for the mainstream media to do their all job, and uh, sorry for uh, like uh, the the need to live by." having some yelling names against them. And I was like, hey, yo, I'm here. Um, I got <laughs> shot. I get injured. And you have nothing to say to me. So here's the big question then, Alexa. Now that the chief knows about this incident because he was told that, and I, I, I really do believe he was aware of what happened given the incredible <laughs> yeah. publicity, have you received a call from anyone at the Ottawa Police Service about opening an investigation about this uh, shot at you? Zero. <laughs> no, nobody called me. Not, not even a call, not even an email. And my email is public on the website yep. of Ruben News. And I... And as well, if they were listening my live as well, uh, some people found my number, my phone number as well on it. So thank you for everybody who write to me. Sorry, I didn't have the time to answer to everybody. Well, <laughs> but well, yeah. Well, don't you worry, my friend. They're going. They they will be obligated to come up with some response when they're served with a lawsuit for what happened, because evidently that's the way we got to go uh, in uh, Justin Trudeau's Canada of 2022. And I got to tell you, Alexa. You know, have you had any outreach from fellow journalists, you know, from journalist associations, the free expression associations, et cetera, et cetera? Because I can tell you if what happened to, say, um, Rosemary Barton of the CBC, if your incident, if that had happened to her, I think we're looking at a royal commission being struck right now. You know, the assault against journalists in Canada. But I'm going to make a guess. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Nobody has come to your defense in terms of fellow journalists or any of these uh, free speech organizations. And and a fun fact, you know, uh, a member of Radio Canada, uh, CBC, they came to me and say, "Oh, you've been injured." Just after that, I had my interview with the RT International. She took my name, my number. She said, "I will pass along my colleague that is on the ground for maybe an interview." I never had a call back. And what did I tell you, Alex? I'm going to pat my, my shoulder on that. 
give myself a pat on the back. I told you when I when you uh, got inquired about uh, giving your contact information, I said I will be shocked if anyone ever calls you back from the CBC. Because <laughs> as soon as I see uh, link your name with Rebel News, uh, that's it. The gig is up. Alexa, um, listen, you know you are a tough cookie. You're a real professional. Uh, we wanted you to uh, remain either in hospital or in your room. Uh, you are right back out on the field like a, 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 a super trooper. Uh, you are one tough woman. and uh, But we are going to get justice. And if it comes to a court of law, if it comes to uh, suing uh, the police officer that did that in the police service, so be it. Because that is beyond the pale what happened to you. So uh, don't lose faith. We've got your back, Alexa. And by the way, Alexa, if anyone wants to contribute to your legal fees, what's that domain name? Stanwithalexa.com. So everybody who wants to help me out with uh, my lawyer fee, uh, you can donate at stanwithalexa.com. I can't think of any more worthy cause than that, folks. Alexa, thank you so much. You have a good weekend and rest up. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Good. And that was Alexa Lavoie, still in the nation's capital, covering all the shenanigans. Keep it right here. More of Rebel News to come. Rather, more of Rebel Roundup to come right after this. I got a fractured collarbone. I got bruising on my, or I got sore ribs. Doesn't look like I'll be driving anytime soon. I'm still alive. I'm still here. Thank you to everyone out there. I'm okay. Bumped and bruised and sore, but I live to stand another day. Well, folks, last weekend there was plenty of bad behavior occurring near Parliament Hill. And no, I speak not of the Freedom Convoy demonstrators, but rather about certain members of law enforcement such as, well, you know, the Toronto Police Mounted Unit who thought it would be a jolly good idea to have their steeds gallop into a throng of peaceful protesters, trampling a few of them in the process, including Candace Cerro. Great policing, guys. Amazing. And joining me now is the rebel videographer who was stationed at Point Zero when the Freedom Convoy first rolled into our nation's capital more than three weeks ago. And that would be Lincoln J. How you doing there, Lincoln? Good, David. Thanks for having me on. How are you? Fantastic. I'm so glad you're back from Ottawa and uh, ready to have some home cooking and uh, uh, hospitality. <laughs> but Lincoln, I don't know about you, but when I saw the Toronto Police Mounted Unit galloping into uh, the protesters, my first thoughts were, uh-oh, this demonstration is really getting out of hand because with the horsemen here, this surely means someone has opened an illicit barbecue restaurant a la Adam Skelly. What were your thoughts? Yeah, well, it's funny you bring that up because uh, it was uh, 
it was the same sort of tactics that we saw at Adamson Barbecue that day. So, uh, like with uh, Adamson Barbecue, we saw the horses come in and then they swiftly, coincidentally, at the same time, brought out Adam Skelly. But what they were doing at the uh, with the Chuckers Convoy is they were they were rallying those horses into that huge crowd, extremely dangerous. We saw people hurt because of that. But the tactic was so that they could clear out the crowd and make space for the police to move the police line up. So really just uh irresponsible and extremely dangerous in my opinion for them to bring out the horses in such a large crowd oh i totally agree and you know lincoln the kind of force we saw on display uh the kind of weaponry uh and, and my goodness gracious look what happened uh to our colleague alexa lavoie um it was overkill to me the, these weren't weaponized demonstrators they were peaceful protesters what was the goal in um, taking down this demonstration the way they did? I don't know. It's just tough to wrap your head around the fact that they were, they brought in full force of the police. Like, I don't know how they could use any more force. You know, they had armored vehicles. Uh, you know, they had, like, military rifles. You know, you name it, it was there. And the fact that they, after, you know, being on the ground since the 20th of January, seeing three weeks of peaceful protests, you know, people that wouldn't hurt a fly, I like just completely peaceful. And to see that sort of reaction from the police, like I was saying to you uh, yesterday, you know, they could have just came in there just as normal patrol officers and, you know, one by one arrested them and detained them. And the truckers would have went with them. The yes. protesters would have went. You know, they just wanted this quick and easy, done, let's clear out Ottawa quick as possible. Justin Trudeau wants them gone. We got to do this and just following orders. But just to see that kind of that kind of use of force is just it's crazy. Well, I think two things were going on as far as I could observe, Lincoln. And first of all, this was all about Justin Trudeau's fragile ego being so damaged. He had to show that he was the tough guy. He was the sheriff in town, even though nobody was doing anything violent. There was no vandalism, nothing. And um, secondly, uh, I think Justin Trudeau wanted to ramp up the narrative that these were um, very vile individuals that were part of the demonstration. As you know, they were demonized, they were vilified. They're supposed to be racist and anti-Semites and Islamophobes and haters and racists, you name it. And uh, he wanted to, you know, contribute to that demonization by basically saying, look what we need to shut down this hate fest, a hate fest that never existed. Was there violence on the weekend? Yeah. Who committed the violence? Law enforcement, not the demonstrators. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. It's a tough situation overall for police. You could tell that a lot of police didn't want to be there, but then at the same time, there's so many police that were just, you know, acting so inhumane. It's just the the whole situation was just crazy to see. Like I said, after three weeks of completely peaceful protests, you know, protesters. I've never the the streets of Ottawa were completely clean the whole time. You know, we've all heard of kids bouncing around in bouncy castles, yeah. and just to just to see them, just you know, breaking through truckers' windows. You know, we've seen the videos of them uh, truckers get, uh, getting uh, taken out of their cars at gunpoint. At the end of the day, there's just simply no excuse for these actions. There's just no excuse, and I think it was a a way to justify the Emergencies Act by bringing in the the full the full heavy-handed police force like we saw. You know, that's a very good point, Lincoln. Uh, Justin Trudeau bringing in the Emergencies Act, and then at the eleventh hour, 
uh, doing a shocking uh, about face, uh, presumably because uh, he knew or he uh, reckoned it was not going to get royal assent by the Senate. Um, as far as I can tell, Lincoln, the laws being broken in Ottawa were very minor. And most of them were bylaw infractions, illegal parking, for example. Was there any justification in your mind to bring in the Emergencies Act in the first place? Absolutely not. If Justin would have came down and and saw for himself, uh, he would see that there's no reason to bring it in. Obviously, we know that's not the case. But I think a lot of the problem lies with the, well, it comes from the top down. So the politicians feeding the media, then the media are feeding this narrative that, you know, the people, a part of the Chuckers convoy are dangerous. You know, they're going around harassing people, yelling at people, put on your mask. None of that. These people, obviously, there's always some bad apples, obviously. But for the most part, 99% I would say and I didn't even witness any of that harassment people telling people to put their masks on this and that you know these people are all just about pro-choice there was vaccinated double vaccinated all walks of life were there so the problem lies with the legacy media in Canada they feed this narrative so many people eat it up so many locals in Ottawa eat it up and they just thought I'm going nowhere near Parliament Hill until this is cleared out and they just buy into it and uh, it's just uh, it's kind of just like a spinning cycle and you know what I found perversely ironic uh, Lincoln was that when you looked at the people in Ottawa that were so against uh, the convoy and so willing to demonize them, and in fact, many of them vandalized and those rigs and yeah. slashed their tires and what have you, they tend to be the members of the hard left, the Antifa types, who Lincoln just months ago were all part of the defund the police movement. But suddenly, yeah. <laughs> when the police can be useful idiots in terms of getting the truckers out of town, oh, they're, they're down with the revolution in terms of supporting uh, the blue. What did you make of that? Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head with that because, like, it's just like I'm just down there and I'm just confused because the amount of like harassment that I received alone from people, you know, which I'm assuming are on the left. They just look at my hat. They give me the finger, you know, <laughs> flip me the bird. They, you know, call, I was called. Uh, I said I should be publicly shamed for not wearing a mask, that I was a selfish <laughs> prick. I don't know if I could say that on here, but, you know, all I got was abuse and not by everybody but there was like multiple instances i think five different instances where i was sworn at you know for for not for having for having my mask on my chin for not wearing my mask for wearing this hat you know and i didn't see anybody from the truckers convoy you know giving that kind of uh that kind of attitude to anybody but if i'm being honest they were a little they you we've all seen the videos of them with the legacy media but i think that's just because they're fed up and at the end of the day they're just talking to them they're just giving them their peace of mind they're not swearing at them or anything like that as far as i saw so there's just a huge difference you know on both sides it's crazy yeah it's incredible to me lincoln all these nattering nabobs of negativity yelling at you to put a mask on a week ago sunday did any of them turn into the tune into the super bowl at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, more than 70,000 fans uh, watching the uh, Rams and Bengals. No masks, no social distancing. Last I heard, I uh, didn't see Los Angeles emerging as a super spreader event. It is just absolutely incredible. One last question. Now that the convoy is gone, the demonstrators are gone, we must look at, at this whole three-week demonstration and determine was it a success or failure? 
Personally speaking, Lincoln, I think it was a success. You saw many provinces during that time span roll back the mandates, not ending them completely, but certainly rolling back uh, the various lockdown mandates. You saw the departure of Aaron O'Toole. This was the last straw. Did he support the truckers or not support the trucks? I still don't know to this day. And thank goodness that weakling is no longer uh, the leader of the Conservative Party. What's your take, my friend, if you have to weigh in? Success or failure? Ultimately, I would say it was a success. Obviously, it didn't go exactly the way they wanted it to go. Uh, obviously, they wanted the mandates lifted. That didn't happen completely. But I think it did put a lot of pressure uh, on the politicians to, at least at a provincial level. But as far as... Uh, it, as far as it being a success, I think it is a success because they've exposed the federal government. They've exposed how yeah. low they're willing to go. You know, like I said, it's just crazy to see them. Literally, it felt like they were bringing in the army. Obviously, it wasn't the army, but it was the police force. But it had that total feeling. And, you know, and to see what they did to Alexa, to see how the horses trampled over those people, to yeah. see the countless beatings on peaceful protesters. I think at the end of the day, it's a win win no matter what, because we're we're now able to see the government you know for for what they really are and i think a lot of us already had those ideas but to see it you know with our own eyes and to show the world it uh, it's something else and it just shows you how how low of a level justin trudeau and his federal government are willing to go just to clear out uh some people who don't share the same opinion as them it's so true. I agree with you 100%, Lincoln. Well, Lincoln, you did incredible work. I know you were working tirelessly. I hope you have a nice weekend off. You certainly deserve it. And uh, thank you for all your brilliant coverage uh, these last few weeks. Thanks, David. It was great to have you down there, too. You did some awesome work. I think overall we, uh, we did great, and we got to show the world what was really happening in Ottawa. So kudos to you as well. Well, thank you so much, my friend. You get some rest. Thanks, David. And that was Lincoln J. back home in Mississauga, Ontario. Keep it here, folks. More of Rebel Roundup to come right after this. Okay, so Jim, as I said, you've come all the way from Medicine Hill, Alberta to be part of the Freedom Convoy. And, um, you know, of course, this weekend, a big crackdown, demonstrators dispersed, trucks either had to move on or get towed away. And when it came to your truck, uh, as I understand it, you weren't blocking traffic. You weren't in the middle of an intersection. You were in a private parking lot. And the police said, "You that is vehicle non grata. You got to get out of town. What happened? Uh, basically, last Friday, uh, tire was slashed. Or it was slashed earlier than that, but we were going to get it fixed. Uh, officers said, don't do nothing because there's going to be a lot of commotion this weekend. I'll leave it till next week. So have a hotel here, I was going to stay here till Monday, Tuesday, get it sorted out, and then today, change of plans, the emergency guys came in here, started towing everything, smashing windows on other trucks, and I'm like, well, what's going to happen to my truck, please don't smash the window, and like, can I have time to get out of here, and they're like, nope, you're getting out of here, and we're towing you, and uh, that was the result in the end. But wait a minute, um, your truck was in a parking lot, yeah. it wasn't any kind of impediment to traffic, you weren't honking your horn. Um, I Unless the owner of the parking lot said, I want this rig out of here, yeah, then, then why why were police adamant to get that out? Especially, it, you couldn't drive it away on its own accord because the tires had been slashed. Yeah. The only thing he told me was uh, because any truck that looks like that has to go. That's what he told me. 
Excellent. Wow. So, you know, it's, it's funny, uh, law enforcement isn't supposed to profile uh, people, but I guess, folks, in Canada in 2022, if you're driving a pickup or uh, a rig and it has a Canadian flag on it, my goodness, that must be an expression uh, being put forward by a uh, deplorable, if you will. Uh, Jim, why, um, I, I guess you pledge your case to the cops that you're out of here as soon as possible. Why wouldn't they give you time uh, to get your tires fixed. You didn't do that to your truck, some vandal did. Yeah, so like I say, last Friday they said that I could have time and get it done this uh, next week coming up, and then this guy today said that uh, you had lots of time, you knew not last week already that you'd be in the red zone and you should have had, had it out of here before now. And that was last last straw. <laughs> and what does this mean financially to you? Are you on the hook for the heavy tow that took it away? Oh, and I would imagine, yeah. 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 And then they supposedly, I've, I've heard a rumor, I don't know for sure, but it'll be there for seven days. So that'll be seven more days of me staying here to, before I can take it home. So they want you out of here. They want you out of Dodge as soon as possible, but we're gonna hold, you know, confiscate your vehicle for seven days. And I'm, I assume there'll be a storage charge per day. Oh, yeah. um, can you even afford that, Jim? Uh, not right now, I'm, not, I'm unemployed, you know? Yeah. So this is uh, another guy's truck that offered to send it down here. I jumped on it because uh, needed a volunteer and I was doing nothing so came to the cause kind of thing and uh, at the end of the day like this truck since I've been here that came got chopped at McDonald's uh, got in here the next night and the tire was slashed while sleeping in the truck so we don't know if it was shot out or there's two holes in the tire and then uh, every night it's been graffitied and uh, vandalized with spray paint and it's been non-stop so I saw those pictures you showed me in addition to the uh, tire slashed, the spray paint, it looked maybe something that could have been bullet holes, um, eggs uh, that were thrown at your rig. Uh, kind of perverse, isn't that, folks? Uh, those uh, protesters against the truckers, how do they think the eggs got on the store shelves? It was because of people uh, like this gentleman that drove them there. Um, Jim, uh, I I'm so sorry this has happened to you. Um, I wish you well. What are your final thoughts on how the clampdown went down this weekend? Uh, it's a little bit more intense than I thought it would be, right? Like uh, it's at a point where, you know, they want me to stay or want us to leave, but it's making it impossible to leave. And I was a little, little worried when I had that shotgun blast in the back of my sleeper there. Yeah. You know, that's if I, I wasn't in there that night, but had I was, and if it went through, I mean, that's pretty detrimental, right? Like, I truly think this is the, the work of Trudeau's true fringe uh, minority. Yeah, <laughs> that's the real fringe. And it's a violent, vandal-prone fringe. And you know what, folks? I just want to say, for any of those people that are vilifying the truckers that were part of the Freedom Convoy, I think Tucker Carlson said it best on Fox News a couple of weeks ago. If you are alive, you owe your life, literally, to the truckers. They're the reason why groceries got to supermarket shelves. They're the reason why medicine has gotten to the pharmacy shelves and so much, much more. So instead of vandalizing a truck, throwing eggs at a truck, shooting potentially at a truck, slashing its tires, how about you thank the people like Jim Zinger for keeping you alive? So I ask you folks, does Jim Zinger look like a thug to you? Does his behavior justify invoking the Emergencies Act? Absolutely incredible. In any event, you had plenty to say about truckers like Jim Zinger, who were being harassed by both Antifa types and law enforcement simply for having a truck festooned with a Canadian flag. 
Il Jobert writes, I am disgusted and horrified. I am so sorry for this brave man. Well, Eel, welcome to Justin Trudeau's Canada in 2022, a dominion in which hardworking and law-abiding truckers are targeted, harassed, fined, and have their rigs towed away. Disgust and horror are perfect descriptors. Peter Montagon writes, This is not the Canada that my grandfathers, my father, and myself served this country for. Well, Peter, first of all, thank you very much for your service. Secondly, I just got back from our nation's capital, and that city is a surreal sight right now. Gone are the truckers and their supporters, but now the city is blockaded by approximately 100 checkpoint Charlies, cops who are literally asking citizens for their papers. And then there are the concrete blocks, and then there are the steel fences uh, barricading uh, major intersections. And of course, Parliament Hill right now is a no-go zone, except for the chosen few, of course. At times I had to pinch myself, was I visiting Ottawa in 2022 or perhaps East Berlin circa 1946? Tame Thing writes, Thank you, Jim, and all the other heroic truckers. Indeed, Tame Thing, heroic is the proper descriptor for truckers, even though it is fashionable in certain circles to vilify truckers these days. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Liberal Party of Canada, and at you, members of the Canadian mainstream media. Put another way, if you bought it, a trucker brought it. From food to medicine and so much more, truckers are the reason we are alive. That makes them heroes, not zeros, in my book. Pat Moroso writes, no trucker should deliver anything to Ottawa. Well, wouldn't that be a come to Jesus moment for all those in Ottawa who have a hate on for truckers, eh? When there's no more soy on Ottawa store shelves for the soy boy community, well, as the saying goes, <laughs> be careful what you wish for. Tammy Roberts writes, bad part is that it was the police who did that to your truck. Bingo, Tammy, the Antifa types vandalized Jim's truck but it was the police who essentially stole Jim's truck. As previously stated, the truck was parked in a private parking lot. There was no crime being committed here. You know, we tend to back the blue, but that's getting increasingly difficult with every passing day, folks. Well, that wraps up another edition of Rebel Roundup. Thanks so much for joining us. See you next week. And say, folks, never forget, without risk, there can be no glory. Good night.